Hi, I'm Courtney Adams, and this podcast is designed to help you step deeper into your power and your authenticity, do epic shit in the world, and create massive expansion in your life and business. Listen on to find out more. Hey guys, I am so excited for this episode today. I've had this concept of where racism comes from for so long and I've been like, you know, like I just end up going on tangents with like random people about it Um, and I love it when that happens and so I thought that I would share my tangent with you guys. So this podcast is about where racism comes from. And I want to start this episode by first saying, like, I want this podcast to be not that serious. Like, I think when we think about racism, um, it has to, like, we think it has to be this, like, really serious thing. And, like, what the definition that I give to you is going to be the thing. And we're going to use it in our activism. And we're going to, like, it's not that heavy. And it doesn't have to be that heavy because even though racism is a thing that has created so much and so much suffering, so much bullshit, so much anger, so much whatever. Um, It's also so common, right? Like every single person is racist. Like every single one. And if you think, oh, I'm not, then you're probably one of the worst. (laughs) I'm just kidding, kind of. But it's kind of similar to, um, you know, um, when we're thinking that, like, racism is this really big, serious thing, then it does create that kind of, like, reaction of, oh, I'm not racist. Like, I want to, like, avoid that because that seems like such a huge crime against humanity. Um, Just like... And trigger warning, all of this is going to be a trigger warning, um, just like rape, right? Like when you are, like when we're thinking that rape is this big, terrible thing that only evil people do, then people resist or re- like resist the idea of them being a rapist, even though rape culture is everywhere. Like it's so... Um, prevalent in our world, like more, I think women have been raped than not. And for us to say that it is this really big, serious thing also creates this kind of like, you know, like shame around around talking about it and of course like we want to be selective about when we talk about rape especially around people who might have been however when we're thinking that rape in itself is this really really terrible thing or we think racism in itself is this really really terrible thing it's also everywhere and so like it prevents us from like 
wanting to really talk about it and unravel it and unravel the system and the mindsets that create the kind of culture where um, rape exists or where racism exists. So I want you to take what I am talking about when it comes to racism. I want you to take it and let it expand your mind. Don't take what I say as total gospel. And just that is, I want you to know that just for all of the things that I talk about on this podcast, on my Instagram, on my Facebook, like not only is it not gospel, it also is changing. My opinions are changing. My views are changing. After I make this podcast, right, the act of me talking and releasing the ideas from my brain is going to spark new ideas. I'm going to start having different perspectives, which will then follow me within like the next podcast and the next one, right? Um, I had a client um, a couple weeks ago um, wanting to get coaching on like, she was like, it was it was coming from the podcast that I, I wrote about um, choosing your identity and me um, deciding that my life is easy. And she's like, oh, like I've been trying to think that my life is easy, but like I can't. And like, it feels like, you know, I like it wasn't and you know all this and I was like dude don't force yourself to think like like to to put yourself into that box of the idea that I presented right I explained like sometimes it is useful for you to think that your life was easy especially if you like me have a tendency to get into like victim mindset and can be like the world is against me everything sucks like all that stuff to like go back and think about how it actually like couldn't be like wouldn't be true and there's a difference between that right and honoring what happened to you and sometimes you need to like switch in between the two right depending on where in your body it feels like you could um it feels more uncomfortable to you so if it feels really uncomfortable for you to sink into the idea that your life actually was easy then do that if it feels more uncomfortable for you to sink into honoring and feeling the pain of what happened to you and feeling the anger and screaming and you know, writing, like, vengeful poems, right? Like, then lean into that if that feels more uncomfortable to you, right? Lean into whatever paradigm, whatever side of the coin feels like the most uncomfortable and that's where your growth is, yeah? So everything that I share with you, everything that I present to you, Use it to expand yourself and not to contract yourself, not to give yourself rules to follow, not to, um, you know, use it against yourself and think that like you're doing something wrong or like you have to think the way I think. Like, take what I say and 
um, select what you think is the most helpful for you in your growth where you're at right now and fucking leave what doesn't. And that might change from week to week or day to day. And it should because you are a growing being. I am a growing being and my opinions are going to change. Your opinions are going to change. And that's exactly how it ought to be. Right. I like to think about it kind of like the wind. So when you're allowing yourself to like speak, even though you know that you're going to change your mind later, um, or even though you might change your mind later about your opinion or whatever, like your, your act of speaking is the process of you letting, letting out the dirty laundry, letting out the ideas so that new stuff can form. It's the process of movement, just like air needs to move, right? And that's what facilitates your growth. And when the wind stops moving, that's when things get fucked is because when air is stagnant, then it feels like kind of eerie and scary. And like we, that the wind gets stagnant and, and stops when we're at the eye of the storm, right? We're like holding back. And then when we're holding back, suddenly we have, we like erupt, right? Because, because that, that lack of motion is basically signifies that there's like a big eruption ahead, right? The eye of the storm, like with a hurricane, you know what I mean? Um, So that's just a side tangent. Um, But yeah, use what works and also recognize that I'm speaking from my own privilege. I'm speaking from my own ignorance. I'm speaking from, um, you know, where I'm at right now. So Take that into consideration and let this podcast expand your mind. So I'm going to start by saying that racism comes from seeing something in someone else, whether it be a trait or a way of being or values or appearance Seeing something in someone else that you don't like about yourself, right? That's where racism comes from. And you might think like, oh shit, we all do that. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, we all do that, (laughs) right? We don't probably don't like a lot of people or like we resist things in other people and we think that it's bad or we think that it's, um, not okay, or think it's problematic and all that stuff, we all do it, right? So it's seeing something in someone else that you don't like about yourself. So I'm going to give you lots and lots of examples. Don't you worry. So the first example I'm going to take from, um, we're going to talk about Chinese people. And we're going to talk about Chinese people because, um, I live in Vancouver, BC, um, and I live in Vancouver, BC, and there are a lot of Asian people, and there are a lot of people who are racist against said Asian people, and um, I have experienced a lot of um, racism towards um, Chinese people 
in particular, just like the things that have been said to me and shit like that um, from people who are close to me, who I love. And so one of the things that they say about Chinese people, especially when it comes to like Vancouver, is they are taking over everything, right? They are buying up our properties. They are, you know, um, there's more and more of them every day. They like keep to themselves, all that kind of stuff, right? And, you know, some of that is true. Like there are a lot of like, Chinese investors and stuff who are buying up property. It's like raising the, um, it's raising the prices, making it less affordable, um, housing, all that kind of stuff, right? But where it gets racist is when they have a kind of like dislike towards Chinese people in general because of those traits. Like they are taking over everything and there's so many more of them or whatever. And here's where it's, here's where you make like the connection on how it's racist is that I find it's so funny, you guys. It's so funny. The people who, who in my life have like said this kind of stuff are white, right? They're taking over everything. <laughs> They're taking over everything, right? And they are, like, taking over our, like, jobs or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we're living in Canada, right? Why is it called Canada? Hmm? What did... What did we do to the indigenous people? Right? We did that exact same thing. We took over everything. We did way more. Well, I who knows what's going to happen. But, like, we destroyed homes. We raped, pillaged, all that stuff, right? It's just, like, them resisting them resisting that part in themselves or their own like his ancestral history and so they see it in Chinese people right and so they like resist it and they hate it because that like taking over everything is a part of white history it is so fascinating you guys, so, 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 so fascinating, right? So it's them seeing something within themselves, right? Because they're projecting, seeing something within themselves that they haven't made peace with, poured love on, you know, really dismantled, that sort of thing, right? Next example, white fragility. White fragility is a really, really subtle kind of racism. And it comes from 
white people being very like uncomfortable when it comes to talking about race. Like if a black person, for example, were to talk about, um, you know, their experience, they might say, oh, well, no, that wasn't racism. That was something else. Or you can't put everyone in one basket. Like not all white people are like that or like whatever. Right. So that like that person of color, right, triggers something within themselves that they haven't grappled with, right? And then so they want to reject it. And then so they do a racist act, which is to gaslight that person and say that their experience isn't true or it's not that big of a deal or whatever, which is such a huge part of the pain that I know I went through living in a mostly in mostly white environments where my experience was so minimized because they couldn't fucking handle their own discomfort, right? And that's what racism is, right? When it came to, um, you know, oh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not being able to handle your own discomfort that has been triggered by someone else's existence and like the shit that they do. So I'm going to give you another example. Over the past couple of months, like really sinking into white supremacy and learning about it and really as a part of my process of healing um which will continue to happen is i developed racism towards white people which i mean i we all kind of have and sometimes rightly so and so but but there's a difference between really acknowledging and holding people accountable to the shit that they've done, right? Or not even holding people accountable, but but owning the shit that happened to you, right? Because holding other people accountable is such a fucking waste of time most of the time. Um, and then having like... And also deciding, choosing the kind of people that you want to be around, right? Like, I now choose to be around white people who are very aware of their white fragility versus ones who aren't. That is very different than kind of having this, like, resistance and, um, like, like, tension in my body towards white people. And the thing that I really, really, that that really created that resistance and really irked me the most was their ignorance, right? Ignorance towards racial issues, ignorance towards how they're speaking to me, how they are um, gaslighting me, their ignorance towards their privilege and how they're flaunting it around and not 
acknowledging it and all that stuff. That was, that was what made it racist, right? Is because I was resisting the part in them that I didn't like about myself, right? And, or I didn't want to admit I also have, right? So what really woke me up to this was when I showed my ignorance right? Because I am ignorant, of course. Like, I'm, all, I'm like ignorant in so many ways. I am also privileged. I, you know, don't watch the news, which makes me ignorant in many ways, but it's a choice that I make. Like, it's not something that I, like, I am happy with that decision, and I look up things that I want to look up, um, and I like my reasons. But anyways, it also, like, makes me ignorant to a certain extent, um, towards like what other people expect me to know, right? Or what people think I should know. And so I showed my ignorance towards someone and then just by, you know, being ignorant, you know, when you're ignorant, you're just like, I don't know. (laughs) And they rejected me. And in a way that was like almost like punishing and I realized like within myself like I might be ignorant but I still deserve to be treated with love and respect and to be held with gentle hands and to be given some grace and forgiveness, because I am human, I am ignorant. I make decisions that some people don't agree with. I have thoughts that some people don't agree with, right? And then when I decided that my ignorance did not mean that I shouldn't be getting love, Right? It is a part of my humanness. It is a part of who I am and it is to be loved. It is to be showered with the honey that is love. I started having a different... And my friend, oh my God, so fucking cheeky. She was like... I was like telling my friend about this, that um, about like what happened with this other friend. And then she was just like, oh, it almost sounds like you're, you know, like do you see the similarities between you and like your thoughts about white people? And I was like, yes, I knew that. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) right. Because I was thinking that their ignorance was such a terrible, terrible thing. And then when it was reflected back to me, someone thinking that my ignorance was such a terrible, terrible thing. And I was like, wait, no, it actually isn't. You know, it's like, I did feel shame about it, but I also was like, it also, I am human. I was like, oh, right. This is like so good, you guys. (laughs) And I think it's really fun to recognize your racism too. Like I remember being at a drum circle 
I go to drum circles like every week, pretty much, whenever it's sunny and whatever. And I love drum circles. I love the frequency of them, like the drums themselves. It like really activates your root chakra and I just like shake all of the energy from my body. It's amazing. And I saw this black man who was very, very, very black. And my colorism set in. And colorism is um, basically, I don't know if it's like fear of people with darker skin or just like racism towards people with darker skin, right? Like the darker the shade, the more like uncomfortable you become or like some shit like that, I don't know. Um, and then so I saw him and then I, I, I felt afraid. And I was like, okay, why do I feel afraid? And I was like, oh, like, I don't, like, I don't trust someone with that dark a skin. And it feels like almost, I, I, I thought, like, the thoughts that came to mind were like, like, yeah, untrustworthy, scary, like, animalistic, right? Super, super fucking racist. But these are the thoughts that are in all of our brains. But if you fucking deny that they're in there, I swear to God. (laughs) And they might not be. I'm not trying to. But like, yeah. And so I was like, oh, that's so interesting. This is definitely what white people thought or most people think towards or most people in history have thought towards people with darker skin is that like the darkness, right? The darkness is kind of scary. And to get really like philosophical about it, right? When, if racism is seeing something in someone else you don't like about yourself, what does it mean when people are, people with light skin are resisting people with dark skin, right? It's like being afraid of the dark, being afraid of the darker parts of yourself, not wanting to see the darker parts of yourself, right? These civilized white people seeing these tribal black people who are shaking their ass and who are too much, right? They're just resisting the parts in themselves that are dark and that want to shake their ass because <laughs> that's not proper, right? So they already resist that part in themselves. So of course they're going to resist it in others where it's more pronounced because we see it more in others than we do in ourselves, And when I thought about my, like, racist thoughts towards people with darker skin or people with very, very dark skin, I thought about the sundown towns in the States where they would have signs that said, nigger, don't let the sun set on your black ass. And they were, it was super racist, right? (laughs) pretty racist 
but it came from, and they wanted to put fear into people, right? Into black people because they were afraid of what would happen to them if the sun goes down and they can't see these black people in the dark, right? Because they're so dark. (laughs) So they're afraid of that person's like, and they're probably, you know, oh, there's so much like ancestral fear, right? Like from slavery and all that stuff of like revolt and being killed in the night by their slaves. So they want to put that fear in, right? It's, it's so good. And it's, I hope this gave you a lot to think about. And what I want to leave you with is that it's just important that you recognize the areas within yourself that you're resisting. Maybe it's the inhuman parts of yourself. So you find it kind of uncomfortable that, you know, Chinese people like seem to be less feeling. And so that like makes you like kind of distrust them. Like where are you distrusting the unfeeling parts of yourself? Right. And I'm not saying that like Chinese people are this way, but like if that is your thought about them, right. Yeah. What parts of yourself are you not loving? Maybe it's your greediness. Maybe it's your ignorance. Maybe it's Maybe it's your hatred. Maybe it's your maybe it's your self-righteousness. And my solution to you to this is to start loving those parts of yourself. Start loving your racism. Not loving it in the way of like, I love this, this is great. But like, loving it as in, it is like you are like wrapping your arms around it. And you're pouring like love and compassion and understanding and curiosity around it. And you see other people's ignorance. Like, what would it be like to pour some love on that? What would it be like to pour some love on 
your your ignorance hurting people right because when we resist loving those parts of ourselves we're going to see them in other people and we're not going to we're not going to like it right and sometimes those people are people who are a different race than you and i find it so interesting because that often i find is the case right if you don't like or you find it really uncomfortable that black people all stick together or when all, all, like there's a bunch of black people in in the room right and they're all like only talking to each other like where are you resisting or where are you not looking at the ways that white people have done that or are doing that or where the ways that you're doing that you're sticking to your own color So yeah, that's what I want to leave you with. I hope that was super helpful and fun to listen to and gives you a new perspective and helps you to expand in a way that will allow you to love yourself and make mistakes, show up imperfectly and love yourself through that and love others through this whole process. Bye. Hey, if you're ready to do epic shit, click on the link in my bio and apply to be my client. That's it.